Hey, I'm Ariel. And I'm Melina. And you're listening to the AM and the PM podcast, where we basically talk about everything. So buckle your seatbelt because you're in for a wild ride. Hello, everyone. This is Melina. This is Ariel. Welcome back. I know we've been on kind of like a, an unintentional hiatus for a little bit, but we are back because we couldn't stay away yeah. from you guys for it's too been- long. Was it October? Yeah, so it has. It has probably been since October. I don't even, mm-hmm. I think we talked about health. It really does feel like a long time ago. Yeah, we did. We talked These, about health. And yeah. Letting ourselves jiggle. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we, should make, we should put that on shirts to me. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, merch. Yes, AM and the PM merch. Let us know if you want to see that. But <laughs> That'd be um, really cute though. It would. We could get like you know those little like procreate images. We could make one of like you and I. We should oh do my that. Gosh, we could put on mugs. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. We, should, we have to renovate. We, we need to re up our uh, our look. Yeah. you know we're going goals, into a new year. For, yep, goals for twenty twenty two merch. Yeah, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but I don't know about you, but I feel like the past, uh, like the these last four months of the year have been they felt really long yeah I would say the last six months for me mm-hmm. have felt very long I was just talking to my roommate actually before we recorded like I was just like she was like I actually don't remember the beginning of this year and I was like you know same <laughs> I was like couldn't really tell you the first six months of 2021 I can tell you what I was doing I was in school which is right insane. I was also in school I was, I mean, still am, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is so weird to me. I, I, for those of you who don't know, I graduated in May and it feels like a lifetime ago at this point, which is, um. oh my gosh, that was this year? Yes. Yeah, time isn't real. <laughs> I'm sorry. Time is not real. Yeah, time is a concept and yet we are confined by it. <laughs> But anyway, so today we will be talking about just kind of honestly some of what we were just talking about, our um, experiences, perceptions of this year, some standout moments, maybe even some lows if we feel so compelled to share, and some goals for 2022. So yeah, what would you say is like what would you guess like 10 years from now if I actually I feel like I probably know the answer to this if I asked you like <laughs> what was a you don't have to answer this if you don't want to a defining okay. moment of 2021 for you yeah I can I think I can definitely tell you <laughs> um defining moment or like a really impactful moment was definitely my breakup in the midpoint of the year I think that I think that kind of like I guess it kind of formed the path of I guess where I am now six months later but like yeah I would definitely say that for sure was a pretty big deal I think even like even before that just like having someone that I was like dating seriously meet like my family and friends mm-hmm. oh my God, was, was like a big year. deal to me that was this year yeah <laughs> like 
in thinking about like this whole year just being like, whoa, all of this stuff happened. Like, yeah. Um, so that was like a big deal to me. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say like that definitely had an p- impact on me for the last like six months or so. But I can honestly say like where I was six months ago isn't where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God. Um, I was just very sad. <laughs> like it was very hard it was a very hard time. And I mean, I talked about it in one of our, our episodes yeah. this year too, just feeling like, whoa, like this, like kind of like mental, like, <clears throat> like duality, if that makes sense, or like a cognitive dissonance kind of thing where it's like, I had an expectation of what my reality was going to look like. And then it turned out to be the complete opposite. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there trying to understand like, wait, so my reality isn't this expectation anymore. I have to deal with, I have to adjust to this new thing. Like I have to adjust to, oh, I don't get to see that person anymore. Oh, I don't talk to them every day. Oh, I don't get to see them all the time. Like what? And my brain was like, no, this, this doesn't make sense. Cause we've been doing this for almost a year now. Like what? Mm-hmm. And so adjusting to that and like, even just processing like the relationship and grieving that relationship was really hard. Um, I'm sure if I grab my journal and look back on some of the things that I wrote, I would probably be like, wow, six months ago, I was really struggling. Mm -hmm. She was really sad. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, But yeah, no, it was really, it was very intensive. It was just like, and I think also what made it more intensive was that like, I had to basically mentally prepare for a new semester of school to start. Mm -hmm. So, and that required me to like really be like a counselor because I was going into my internship. So I'm just like, okay, so I'm dealing and processing with this thing right now, but I also have to mentally prepare myself for my internship is, which is going to require me to be sitting for hours on end with people's problems. And I cannot let my problems interfere Mm -hmm. with my sessions so it was a lot mentally, yeah, a lot mentally, um, and like just trying to just keep it going, keep pushing, just keep processing as much as you can, but like don't allow it to hold you down and hold you back because you're going to grow from this. Um, but I would say like now, six months after it's happened, I'm definitely in a much different space. I think when it comes to processing, it's less emotional, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. Like yeah. my grieving process is less emotional. If anything, it's more just kind of like, oh yeah, I do think about that person every now and then, but you know, I'm okay. Like, I'm fine. I'm not like, like I would have times where I would be watching new girl. I think I've told you this. I told you this before. Like I would mm-hmm. text you about it, but like, I would be watching new girl. And then I would just all of a sudden get sad. And I would just get up, pause new girl, go to my room, cry for like 15 minutes, <laughs> journal it out, and then go back to watching new girl. Like, I don't have those, those moments anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have those. Cause you let it I'm, out. 
yeah, like I allowed myself to actually process my feelings, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I never usually do. I'm never some, I'm not usually someone who just like allows myself to cry or like, you know, feel those hard feelings. But like, I really was like intentional about feeling my feelings because I was like, I'm not about to let this thing kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not about to let this grief like destroy me because I'm going to get not that I'm going to get over it. Like I will get over it, but like, you know, like I just want to be in a healthier space after all of this is over. Yeah. And I think I'm definitely in a much healthier space now. And even, even when I think about like, like my previous dating experience before this one, like I even handled this breakup much healthier than the last one. Like, the last one, <laughs> I literally was like, I'm going to buy two bottles of wine and a pizza. <laughs> and I drink two bottles of wine and a whole pizza mm. and just ripped up this sweatshirt that I had planned on buying this person. Mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was in a movie. I was like, this is my villain origin story. Like I <laughs> literally took the, I literally was like, this is a movie and I'm going to allow myself to feel like I'm in a movie right now. Mm-hmm. But like this, <laughs> this time around, I was more like, I'm just gonna, I really had to have a lot of like, come to Jesus moments with myself. Like I had to be like, hey, this is what's going on. This is how we're feeling. It's okay. It sucks that we're feeling this way, but we have to feel these feelings whether we want to or not. Oh yes. We don't have a choice to not feel them mm-hmm. because we've done too much work to like, to stay the same. Like I used to be a very like apathetic person, like for like five years of my life. I was like apathetic where I didn't feel anything mm-hmm. for like five years. I just didn't care. I was numb. I was like, I don't care about anything. I'm just going through my routine, but I genuinely don't care. And then like, I got to a point where I was like, but I'm actually very miserable underneath all this apathy. <laughs> this actually isn't helping. I thought not feeling anything was going to help and it didn't. Um, and so I got to a place where I was like, God, I really need you to help me be emotionally healthy. And so like, I think for like two years before I moved to North Carolina, God really worked on that in me. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, we can't backtrack. Like we can't allow, can't allow this thing to like cause us to backtrack and numb ourselves and be apathetic and act like we don't care because we do care. This was a very significant relationship in our life. We did care. We did love this person. It's okay to admit it. Um, So yes, I would say lots of growth has happened in the last, in the last six months for me, for sure. Um, in that aspect, I just said a lot, but yeah, (laughs) no, it was, I think it's all really good and really, um, timely because I think one thing that I, and I've told you this, like, I feel like one thing that's been coming up a lot in my job, like working as a therapist and just in people around me is this theme of grief whether that be like the direct loss of a person by death, the loss of a person by, you know, like estrangement or the loss mm-hmm. of a job, the loss of a significant relationship. It's, and that's really hard to sit with as the person who's going through it and also as the person hearing it, because it's like, 
mm-hmm. you just have to you just have to go through it mm-hmm. it reminds me of that quote from the fault in our stars um pain demands to be felt and mm-hmm. i think that's such a great quote because it really speaks to like you just gotta let it you gotta let it take over you a little bit and yeah. not in the way of like now this is gonna dictate the rest of my life mm-hmm. but i need to let this run through my it's like a guest in my body yeah i need to let it run through and then it will go away which is yeah. like very annoying in the moment because yeah. it's and it's funny that you say that because um I've been rereading my journals from <laughs> um <laughs> and they start in uh like September of 2019 or something and I had gone mm-hmm. through a breakup in July of that year and it's very much like I hate my life like <laughs> I hate mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like certain journal pages is like I don't even want to write in this journal today because I'm so upset like I don't even understand but like slowly over time things yeah. get better and it's partially because like you ha- I've always seen it too as like um journaling and I know you do this too um it's like I'm letting the pages hold the weight of what like I can no longer mm-hmm. hold and so I hope that's encouraging to you guys listening that it's okay yeah. to feel your feelings one thing I wrote to myself I don't remember exactly how I wrote it but it's really powerful to like me presently it was like don't let anybody tell you that you have to heal faster than you're ready to or mm-hmm. that it's not okay to be sad because you're yeah. sad over something legitimate and yeah. I don't think we're told that enough like it's okay for you to be sad it's okay for you to be angry it's okay for you to be jealous it's okay for you to be anxious those are human emotions mm-hmm. And I don't think as a society, we're given enough space to feel that way, despite the fact that there's like a huge mental health crisis, like across yeah. the whole world, but yeah. like specifically the United States, we're in a pandemic. And I think people mm-hmm. have stopped having enough like self-control to be able to pretend like everything is good. I think people are struggling so much more than we even know. Um and yeah, finding that medium of being able to let it out, whether it be like watching a show and finding something you really res it's always like like just a random thing you think isn't gonna and then all of a sudden you're like dang I was watching big brother and then this person said that thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it really hit me in my heart Mm -hmm. you know um so whatever medium it is that you find like is most helpful for you do it if that's writing a song like amber or Mm -hmm. you know writing into your journal or boxing I don't know whatever it is yeah you've got to let it out we have all collectively gone through a really traumatic two years for lots of different reasons yeah absolutely and and we've gone through really difficult things in our personal lives and if you value your own mental health you've got to stop pretending like everything is okay (laughs) yeah it's okay to admit that it's not and even because eventually it's gonna eat away at you eventually you're not gonna be able to hold it all together anymore yeah your body is gonna force you to feel those feelings Right. It's like whack-a-mole. Like you may hit mm-hmm. one, but it's going to pop up in a different place. Like it's not, oh, it's gone forever. I like to compare it to like, it's like, you know, the expression, the elephant in the room, but imagine mm-hmm. like throwing a blanket over that elephant. And being like, <laughs> the elephant is gone. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. Like I can like, very clearly You mean tell. that really big shape right there in the corner? You sure? <laughs> but I can't see its color anymore. Sure. But like you can still see it. So yeah I think and personally I would rather deal with my emotions in like a therapeutic way where I have control over it than I lash out at somebody mm-hmm. because I've suppressed all these feelings and now it's coming out in a different area yeah um 
So I, like I said, I do think that's really relevant and I'm very proud of you of all the work that, that you have um, done. And I remember, I don't know if you remember me saying this to you, but I told you that um, I feel like I can tell people have started healing specifically from breakups when they're able to tell me the story of what happened in a, like a linear way, in a coherent, like here's the story way, rather than like, mm-hmm. here are bits and pieces I remember and they're not really connected. Do you feel yeah. like, do you feel like you've gotten to that point? Yes, actually. When I was in Boston over Thanksgiving, I was hanging out with um, my sister and um Flo came over mm-hmm. and we were hanging out with her, Flo and Janessa, obviously, because Janessa lives at um, my parents' house. But, um, and we, and she was just like asking me, like, how I was doing, or basically, she was just like, so what actually happened? Like, because I hadn't really talked to her about like right. what happened. And so I'm like telling her the story, and I just, I was able to just say it like how it happened without like, mm-hmm talking about like minuscule details or details that didn't really matter to the story mm-hmm. like it was just kind of like yeah this is what happened and this is how what proceeded to happen for the next few days and then this happened and then this happened and then that was it and then it was over and then I remember being like huh well I can really tell the story now without without like you know getting emotional or like or just telling the story and just being like yep that's literally what happened and I don't have to explain anything else that happened um so yeah I would definitely say I got to the place which also reminds me of Jane the Virgin (laughs) when I think it was when and maybe I'm I don't know if I'm making this up but I don't think I am but I think it was after Michael died spoiler alert for anyone who's never watched the show so sorry (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> it was after uh, Michael died and Jane wrote the book mm-hmm. and she would like cry every time she talked about it and I think it was Raphael that said it to her or yes. she came to the realization that it was like once she could talk about it without crying that's when she knew she was like good mm-hmm. I want to say that that was a thing unless I made that up and I'm confusing it with you something know, else you did it it's because she wanted to not talk she didn't want to present on it and he was like you are going to you have worked too hard with all due respect you are going to <laughs> mm-hmm. and eventually you're going to get to a point where you can tell the story without crying and that's yeah. how you'll know that you are mm-hmm. okay healing so I wasn't wrong yeah yeah I also can I say I loved that they jumped I think three years mm-hmm. and she was still grieving I thought that was very realistic yes because I feel like shows a lot it's like this really significant person died I'm sad about it for two episodes and then on the third episode I'm hooking up with my love interest from season one and you're like this mm. is not <laughs> like I or even even in movies too just like like the f- movie that comes to mind is like P.S. I love you mm-hmm. where she's oh. like which again love love oh, but like god it's heart-wrenching and heartbreaking and you can definitely see her grieving process throughout the whole movie but then like she goes to Ireland is it I think so and she meets that yeah yeah and she meets the the cute guy and then I was just like that was a little quick I mean they didn't like fall in love fall in love but I was like I would definitely not want to form a friendship with a man if I was very much still grieving the death of my husband but how how I mean not the same situation because you just said death of your husband mm-hmm. but how how are you feeling like about dating and and all that 
like what is that like do you think about dating post <laughs> sorry I'm just <laughs> laughing I know why you're laughing can you explain to our audience why yes I'm not laughing because I'm just like ew I don't want to date I'm laughing because I've been on hinge <laughs> and it <laughs> I, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I might have to pay for Hinge if I want to get to other people because like just some of the conversations I've had or like, Mm -hmm. you know, dates I've been on, I'm just like, like, I try not to get discouraged. You know, I'm still, obviously if I'm on Hinge and I'm like trying to match with people and stuff, there's still very much that desire to date in me like I haven't fully been like I'm never talking to a man ever again Mm -hmm. um which I'm glad about I didn't want to get to a place like that either where I was just kind of like I never want to speak to another man I don't even want men to breathe near me (laughs) but you know I I think at least allowing myself and shout out to my godfather for pushing me and being like you can do it it's okay and I was like I don't want he's like well you're gonna do it it's fine (laughs) so and I mean I have been fine but like I will say it's been I'm like I just be like I have to encourage myself and be like there has to be more out there like Mm -hmm. every time I get a little like disappointed or I'm just kind of bored or I'm just like really like that that's okay mm-hmm. um I just have to be like okay god there has to be more there has to be more out there mm-hmm. this can't be it um this can't be the selection so yeah it's yeah super funny that you say that too because Kayla and I just recently had a conversation about like dating apps mm-hmm. where I was like I hate them like I just <laughs> hate them so much they feel so inorganic and I realized that they're aside from that I there was also like a pride thing coming up in me where mm. I was like I feel like I shouldn't need to use this like yeah, I feel like right I am too cute and too <laughs> intelligent and too ambitious yep. to have mm. to meet men on the internet which I was always told not to do my yep. whole life growing up and now yep. all of a sudden it's like no do this romantically mm-hmm. but Kayla was like no but it first of all <laughs> she was not to put Kayla on blast but she was like she was like I sometimes I go on like dates with men like in their early 30s because that's which for you I mean Ariel and I have a, a five-year age difference five-year like age that. gap yeah 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 so for you is like kind of more normal but Kayla's like oh, closer to my age mm-hmm. She was like, sometimes, you know, like I talked to guys in their early thirties and I was like, what? And then she was like, they're not like balding old men. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was like, first of all, you need to, you need to, you need to consider your age preferences. Secondly, mm-hmm. like just it, which I also realized upon doing some reflection that I have had some really negative, like physical encounters with older men and that's where my like aversion came I was like oh my god these are all men who are older some Mm -hmm. significantly older and that's why I'm like I like younger men no you don't you're traumatized deal with it (laughs) 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 and so right yeah no that's real I had to check myself on that and then Mm -hmm. also she was like it's just an opportunity also to learn what you like and what you don't like you know Mm -hmm. and um you could go on a date with someone and be like that was the most boring person I've ever been on a date with. And here are the yeah. things I don't like about him. Here are the things that I'd like in the future. And she was like, it doesn't have to be this weighty thing of like, 
will I find the one on this? Like, right. You don't have yeah. to invest all of that into it. And I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's real. But I also was like, that's kind of like how I went into it too. Like, I remember being like, when I start dating again, I am taking the pressure off. Like, obviously I want to be married. I desire to be married. And I believe that, you know, God is going to allow that to happen in my life, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to go into every dating experience thinking, oh my God, this is going to be my husband. Oh my God, this is going to be it. This is going to be the one like, and I think also I had to kind of realize and be like, just because you have something in common with someone doesn't mean that they're your soulmate, doesn't mean that they're the one that you're supposed to be with. You can have things in common with someone and then there are just some things that you're just like, oh wait, we don't actually connect on this thing. Mm -hmm. On like real things that matter when it comes to like a relationship or a romantic Mm -hmm. relationship. Um but yeah I absolutely agree with like what you're talking about with like Kayla like I definitely had to get to a point where I was like, yeah, we got to take the pressure off. We just got to, not that we don't go in there with no expectations, but you know, at least just like be like, this does not have to be your husband. You can right. literally just be getting to know this guy. And if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't take away from mm-hmm. your worth or who you are. It just didn't work. It's okay. There are just people that you just don't mesh with and that's fine. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like that was so much easier when we were younger too, which is absurd that I even phrase it that way because I'm only 23 and I have to keep reminding myself that mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. start to think like, oh my God, I'm so old. I need to, whatever, you know, um, I feel like there was that, you know, like middle school, like, I just like this guy. I just, I'm just interested in him. It's, yeah. it doesn't feel like that simple anymore. It feels like there's so much more weight now. And yeah. I also, I also feel like I am just, um, I don't know if this happened for you too, but I'm so much less impressed by men. I think especially yes. because I'm like, I know what it's like to be in love. And I also know mm-hmm. what it's like to be in situations where like, I'm like, I'm settling, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. throwing any shade, but I think yeah. that two people can be great people and be settling when they're together because they're not going mm-hmm. to be together. So I know what that's like. And so I think now, like when people try to flirt with me, it, there's like a like a bear I don't want to say a barrier but there's a hill there yeah sure Mm -hmm. where I'm kind of like hmm right off the bat I didn't like that and it's it's (laughs) it's very it's very different than when I was younger and I'd be like oh my god this guy is like you know showing me attention and whenever I think we talked about this before too Mm -hmm. I'm having deja Mm -hmm. vu um but that's been really interesting too that I'm like it takes me a long time nowadays to get like butterfly feelings or yeah to be impressed by someone yeah Mm -hmm. I totally totally hear that because there was I remember there was this one guy I matched with and like he wanted to talk on the phone or no he wanted to video chat with me but I was like no I don't have any makeup on he was like well that doesn't matter I'm like you're lying (laughs) because you're a man I know that it matters to you please so I was like we can phone call though like I can talk to you on the phone and he was like sure and we were just talking on the phone and he just kept trying to be like so smooth on the phone I'm just sitting on the other one like oh my god (laughs) like Like, it's okay. Like, we both know, like, you're trying to put your best foot forward. We're, this is an app. Like, we met on an app. You don't have to, like, mm-hmm. we, if we can both just be like, hey, we're strangers. We're getting to know each other. 
you don't have to be like, yeah, so like, it's like, you don't have to do all that. It's okay. We can just have a normal conversation. Yeah. Like when they start saying things like, yeah, you know, like I cook and I'm like, oh yeah, do you, you cook? He's like, yeah. Like maybe, you know, one day you can like, I can show you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I immediately am just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. sure. I'm going to have to come with you next time. No, <laughs> no, no, stranger. It wasn't an invitation. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> so, oh my God, on that same subject, I've been seeing a lot of like, I don't know what the TikTok algorithm is, <laughs> what's in the TikTok algorithm that's been oh bringing these up, but it's like, I keep seeing these TikToks of like, things that men think are flirting which is very interesting to me like there's one there's this one tiktok that i've gotten like i left this comment that's gotten like over a thousand likes which oh my I, gosh i know but it's because it was this tiktok by i forget his name it's like jacob or something something mm-hmm. some bible name like that mm-hmm. and um it's like a a girl pulling up her pants like walking by a group of guys and it's like the insinuation is like oh she's doing that to flirt and my comment was like I can 100% confirm I've never pulled up my pants way of flirting (laughs) (laughs) truly it has always been a way of keeping my pants up and right that and I've been seeing like um TikToks of like women twirling their hair and it's like oh she knows what she's doing and it's like no I've I've never done either of those things yeah in a flirtatious way if I'm twirling my hair it's because I'm nervous that's why yeah and I've I feel like I've seen a couple of other things too but it's really interesting I um and it's just it's it's funny to me it's very funny it's like a lack of like awareness or like self or awareness of others like not everything that we're doing is for the attention of you for the male gaze like no I was talking to my sister about this actually like she was saying, she was talking about something. We were talking about something in relations to how women and men see things so differently. And I was like, yeah, because men like sexualize everything. Like we don't sexualize everything. They take, right. they take like the smallest things and they're like, what do you mean she wasn't flirting? And I'm like, what, what do you, th- mm-hmm. why do you think that's flirting? Like you were like, think pulling up my pants. Why would pulling up my <laughs> pants indicate? Yeah. I am flirting with you. That was the most confusing one I've seen so far. Cause I was like, like what? Like I, and you guys all came to a consensus that this was true. <laughs> yeah. Of course you're going to have people in the comments like, yeah, bro. Like every single time. And it's like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> like, no. The women in the comments were absolutely dragging this one, <laughs> which, was, which was funny to me, but no, it's, it's true. We do. And I, I someone had said something to me like along this, those lines of like, I don't remember what they said, but I remember I responded back like what you just said about everything women do is kind of perceived as being flirtatious. We can't be too nice because it's flirtatious. We can't be too sarcastic. Mm -hmm. It's flirtatious. We can't be too cold. It's flirtatious. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, where is the line? Um, I think for me too, like culturally, that's really hard because Brazilian culture is very romantic in Mm. a platonic way a lot of times. Like Mm, it's- like we are very romantic just in general with each other um like in actual romantic relationships but like in the context of friends like if I see people I grew up with I've had guys come up to me and be like oh my god my love in Portuguese and like kiss me on the cheek or kiss Mm -hmm. me on the hand 
or make jokes about like oh when we get married ha 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 but I know it's a joke and so I think I have pulled some of that into myself like I think that's that's part of the way to be friendly like to be kind of like like jokingly flirtatious and I've had so many instances of (laughs) friends being like so you were flirting with me you're in love with me and I'm like no No. I am not because (laughs) I am extremely direct when it comes to that if I like Mm. you I will tell you because I have done that many times (laughs) in the past yeah because I don't like there to be any confusion so if you think is she flirting with me if you have to question I'm not so I just think I I find that very interesting when stuff like that comes up and Mm. having similar conversations with, with guys who are like do you think this is flirting and I'm like no she was just being nice to you or no she did not walk past you because she was trying to get your attention she was going to the bubbler because she was thirsty you know yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's it's weird it, we, how objectified we've become to the point of like literally anything you do oh is that flirting no mm-hmm. so. no but yeah mm-hmm I was also going to say, when you mentioned TikTok, TikTok became a big thing for me this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not even in the, not even like, oh, I started doing TikToks. No, I was just literally on TikTok all the time, all the time to this day. Like, I don't even know what, what kind of TikTok would I be? Maybe I'd be book talk, but maybe like grad school student TikTok too, could definitely get a few likes on those hmm. I don't know what kind of TikTok do you think I'd be I know this uh, is completely not relevant to what we're supposed to be talking about you guys but I feel like I could see you doing like uh, I mean this is a year in review you know whatever whatever <laughs> comes true. up however the spirit flows I could see you doing like eclectic ones like by that I mean like lots of different ones I could see you doing the occasional like mental health one occasionally doing like cute you know like I don't want to say thirst trap like um collages <laughs> but but like but I mean see, your girl be killing sometimes it's you fine you really Ariel is hot okay for our viewers <laughs> thank you, thank you so much <laughs> so I could see you doing like holy thirst traps um <laughs> I uh, and maybe some yeah maybe some book talks mm-hmm. and if you're really vibing you know the occasional dance like the, mm. an, like an easier one maybe like yeah probably or, definitely I could also see you like hyping uh like Amber's music or Ali's mm. YouTube channel or... oh like movie reviews too oh my god or, like yes. TV shows yeah yes. I could totally see you should you should do that I just recently learned how to green screen um on, on <laughs> I... no you've been really like putting the TikToks out there because <laughs> you I'm show up a... on my for you page <laughs> For some reason, sometimes I just feel the need to go hard. But um, I mentioned the green screen because I wanted to do a video talking about Jess from Gilmore Girls. That's something I did this year. I watched Gilmore Girls, absolutely fell in love with Jess. Because, I mean, Milo is literally... I mean, he's beautiful. Just one of the hottest, most, like, attractive men alive. God really said, you know what? I need to put him on earth, you know? Just, just, for just to bless us. Just yeah. for vibes. He is one of those people who anything that he says or does, I'm like, wow. wow. Yeah. So if you ever watch This Is Us, you will absolutely fall in love. I'm going to have to because <laughs> I'm just, because the, because Gilmore Girls, yep, yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah. Um, and that's all I'll say. 
but <laughs> yeah so I can teach you how to green screen but um that, oh my gosh. So, that for me is something that's like like kind of a a, a big deal I guess like the the TikToking thing <laughs> because mm-hmm. I feel like I well something about Enneagram threes too we're very image conscious and which is why I had talked to, to Kayla about the whole hinge thing because she is also a three so she understands mm-hmm. um we don't we don't want to look bad you know like we're very yeah. aware of like I just don't want people to perceive me a certain way you know mm-hmm. and that's always a big fear of mine people like judging me and I think it is like rooted a little bit in the history of like bullying <laughs> I feel like a yeah. good amount of mm-hmm. us have experienced at some point in our lives um and so for me just to kind of be like who cares like it doesn't matter first of all I see the weirdest stuff on TikTok all the time so my little videos no, literally are, are nothing in comparison second of all like once again who cares like if I post something and someone sees it and is like that's so stupid okay and move on hit not interested and move on with your day so that's Mm. been like liberating for me because I'm like I don't know I'll hear like an audio and I'm like oh I should do something like that or like oh I should do x y or z and it's just like fun to me and it makes me feel young like it makes me feel (laughs) no it does it makes me feel my age like I was looking at my yeah no yeah because you are gen z Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking in my journal and I was like, I literally wrote something along the lines of like, I like being on TikTok. It makes me feel young. And I think I sometimes behave like a 50-year-old woman. I get along very well with like my mom who would be upset if I called her middle age. She's not. Um, but, <laughs> and her friends. Um, because I think I'm just always kind of, and you know this, you because you I feel like are the same way. Yeah. Kind of like an older spirit I can kind of mm-hmm. hang out with like 80 year old woman and we're, we'll vibe we'll have a good time. <laughs> but I've had a hard time throughout my life like connecting with people my own age yeah um, I th- I think it might also be being like the oldest daughter yeah. and oldest daughter of immigrant parents so right right yeah. being an immigrant also as well also I that think, yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I think uh um factors into that no it's true so it's like it's good to remember every once in a while like no I can be silly and even when I'm like 50 you know I can still be silly like it doesn't have to be I think I've tried to um mature so much Mm -hmm. especially after like I said after the breakup and after coming back from school like there were a lot of things that I feel like were really off about myself that I wanted to fix and I was like you need to grow up and that was true but also in that growing up like I can't lose sight of um that like my joy and the yeah the, the childishness in like a good way that's inside yeah. of me still mm-hmm. um so it was it, like tiktok has been actually really helpful in reconnecting with um with my gen z you know yeah <laughs> i think no that's really cool that you say that because i feel like i am kind of in the same mm-hmm. like a bubble with that as well just kind of being like yes, I am 28. That doesn't mean that I'm ancient. doesn't mean that like, <laughs> as much as people are like, wow, you're almost 30. I'm like, thank you so much. I know. I know. And flirty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm like, yes, I know. But it doesn't mean that I'm like dying. Like right. it doesn't mean that <laughs> I am literally going to die tomorrow. So, so like, yeah, getting back to kind of like that, like playful side or like I've seen a lot of TikToks about like inner child healing, mm-hmm. um, which 
I mean, it's fine. Sometimes I'm like, mm, is that a little, mm? but, <laughs> but you know, I don't, you know, even when you're a Christian, sometimes you're like, is that a spiritual thing? Should I like be doing that? Um, right. Should I rebuke this? Right. I'm like, is that like a normal thing that I should do? But, um, but I mean, yeah, but like trauma is a very, yeah, but like suppresses that, you know, yeah. it forces like I being the oldest daughter of immigrant parents, I had to grow up Mm-hmm. faster than my siblings did like my siblings got to have childhoods they got to go out with their friends and like have experiences and I was like I did not so like you know I finally get to be like independent and like live on my own and do this thing or you know I'm just with myself or like I have to form my own group of friends and I'm kind of like well, I just like being at home and not doing anything and just like you know like and then I'm like but like you're young enough that you should be enjoying life. Like, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I would know we haven't talked about like what our goals are for next year, but I'm like, for me, I just want to like enjoy life. Like, and whatever that looks like, however, you know, the Lord puts it on my heart for it to look like. But I think I wrote down, yeah, on my like prayer wall, I have like, yeah, like I want to have joy again, but I wrote that when I was like really sad. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, I still want to like, just like see joy in like so many different parts of my life and like, and just enjoy living, like Mm -hmm. going out more, getting out of my comfort zone, which makes me, the introvert in me wants to die when I hear, yeah, let's (laughs) go out more. And I'm like, no, let's no. (laughs) What do you mean? But like, just even with like, you know, talking about like dating and stuff and like, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I might have to leave my house if I want to meet my husband. My husband might be outside my the four walls of my apartment. I can't can't just stick to my phone. You know, you gotta try all your options out. You know, you gotta dress up every now and then and just go out for a night out. You know, for you to have a meet cute in a bookstore, you gotta be in the bookstore. Yes, exactly. So So (laughs) I gotta I gotta have days where I just decide where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna look really cute today. I'm gonna go to Barnes Noble. If I meet someone, I meet someone. If I don't, I don't. It's fine. Right, but. Yeah, I definitely want to like, just like enjoy life, especially because like I'm graduating in the spring and then I have to go and be like a quote unquote real adult after that and like get my big Mm -hmm. girl job and like, you know, really start my career. So I'm just like, I still want to have moments where I'm like, well, I want to enjoy myself. I want to go out. I want to take myself out. Sometimes I'm just like, why don't I just like go to the movies and just go see a movie and take myself out to lunch? Like, I don't have to wait on somebody to do that for me, you know? No, I love that. And I think also an important thing that you touched on is the non-judgmental tone of all of that, like enjoying my life, whatever enjoyment looks like for me in this season, because it might be different than when I was 16 or when I was 21 Mm -hmm. or when I was 25. Um, And even if it looks different than like what my peers might be doing, you know, like, yeah it for you fun may not be like I'm gonna go like clubbing and have like mm-hmm. five shots and like go home with the <laughs> right. stranger like that might not necessarily right. be like mm-hmm. it might going out doesn't always have to be like going out and like raging mm-hmm. you know it can also be like what you just said I'm gonna go out with my friend to a book. like Stephanie and I my sister we were we did like a little bookstore tour of like different um the local bookshops in cities we hadn't visited in Massachusetts and that was really fun um, mm. and cute you know um, yeah. 
so like this aspect of um not judging yourself or not necessarily um like not enjoying like the things that you used to enjoy in a younger time because you're a different person and you have different needs now mm-hmm. that being said you still need to connect and so it's important to figure out like what's the most beneficial way for me to do that right now the way that's most authentic to who I've become um and not holding that against yourself and making yourself yeah. feel so bad for I way. think I think for me I think books is definitely that mm-hmm. like of course as you know I love going to Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. um and as I just I. recently <laughs> I just recently went to Barnes and Noble I told you that story <laughs> and I bought books <laughs> But like, I genuinely was like, I want to get, I want to like read while I'm on winter break right now. Like, I just like, I'm like, I want to read like as many books as I can um, during this break, just to like get back to enjoying books. Yeah. Um, And we've talked about that before too. Like just feeling like I haven't been able to enjoy books since I started grad school because Mm -hmm. every book that you read is like for research or it's for a class or it's for a paper kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to get back into just reading books for fun and things that I like the topics that I enjoy, like teen fiction, young adult mm-hmm. fiction. Um, so yeah. I am actually currently reading a book right now. Oh, <laughs> um, it is called Good Girl, Bad Blood by Holly Jackson. And it's, uh, yes. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah. And it's a sequel to this book that I read, I think either earlier this year or last year called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. And, oh, I've know, seen that book. Yes, it is very good. Mm. It is so good. Um, so this is the sequel. And there's a third one. I didn't know it was a trilogy until I went to Barnes & Noble while I was in Boston. <laughs> and so I got this one. I almost bought this one and the third one. But Janessa, thank you, Janessa, if you're listening, convinced me that I should just read the sequel first and then get the third one at Mm -hmm. the Barnes and Noble near me when I go back to North Carolina and I was like you're right but so far it's been really good um so yeah it's just like just taking the time out of my day to just like read for enjoyment has been part of that like enjoying my days kind of thing I um I definitely am in the same boat I've been trying to force myself to read a little more and I might reread for the third time my favorite fantasy enemies to lovers because it just hits me (laughs) in my heart every time it really does I you know those books like that you just like with romance especially when it's like slow burn that you just feel like you're burning on the inside of your heart you're like "Ah," like I'm like writhing like as I'm (laughs) reading it so that's not what I experience in real life you know Mm-hmm. I don't want, no just kidding but I um, do that I do that with tv shows and movies mm-hmm. like I can go back and rewatch One Tree Hill because it's amazing or I go back and rewatch the same movies that I'm just like oh I really love this movie or what is my comfort movie hmm, is that on Netflix and then I'll just go and watch it mm-hmm. like I do that I can't really do that with books I don't know why like once I finish a book, I'm like, wow, that had such an impact. I'm done. Because they take a long time. I usually don't do that. But there is like the occasional book that it's, there's this book called Things Hope For by Andrew Clements that I reread like five or six times when I was wow. like a teenager. I just really loved it, the way it was written. And then the the Cruel Prince and the two books that come after that, I have read mm. three times and they're long. 
too. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm living right now for this, <laughs> this hatred that you know is going to turn into love. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. I made Stephanie read it. I made Sasu read it. <laughs> I was on a bender and I'll never, <laughs> never get off of it. But it, that also reminds me of like, I feel like the more you because life changes us and sometimes forces us mm-hmm. into people that we aren't that aren't authentic to who we are like I've definitely been in that position like I said where I feel like I felt like this isn't who I am like I've become this person because of the situation whatever mm-hmm. and I think the more we go back to being like our authentic selves it's almost like becoming like a more just a more mature version of little kid me like I find that the more I explore, um, you know, okay, who actually am I and what are the things that I'm passionate about? The more I'm like, oh my God, little Melina would be so proud of this. And I feel mm-hmm. that way about like books because I yeah. freaking loved reading when I was a kid. I would take out like three books at a time from the library in the sixth grade and I would read them all in like mm-hmm. in like a, a week. And then yep. I would turn like the librarians knew me by name. <laughs> like that's how serious it was right um and so and I and I think she would be really proud of like the books that I've written and even the one that I'm working on right now I'm really excited about it. it's really cute oh my gosh I can't wait to read it oh my god it's gonna rip your heart it's gonna be so great <laughs> oh my god yes I can't wait <laughs> um but yeah and so I think like I think that's that's really like a theme in my life right now how can I reignite you know, in a, a spiritually safe way, the inner child <laughs> inside of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what would she want for me to be doing? I mean, she probably want me to be like married to Zach Efron. That's that's not gonna happen. But, um, <laughs> right. Like her her core values. I think there's a part of us that never really changes, and we just yeah. like we mask it um, to become more acceptable to whomever around us. But that doesn't. It once again, a blanket on an elephant doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently too. Yeah. I would say the month of December makes me very reflective. Mm-hmm. Like before the year ends, I'm like, okay, what did I learn? Like, who am I now compared to who I was at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year? So, yeah. Yeah. Have you taken time to like either list or write down or just think about what your goals are for 2022? Um, I haven't yet. I haven't like sat down and be like, what do I want for 2022? But I have had moments where I'm just like, well, I know this is what I want for like, just like my life in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I have this like vision notebook Mm -hmm. that I got or a vision journal. Um, because I have been listening to Mike Todd's series, Crazier Faith. Whew, that thing has been wrecking me I feel like I have no hair every time I listen every like like I was uh I was at the gym yes was today Friday I was at the gym on Wednesday and I put the podcast on and it was it was the series or the part where he was talking about like your words having power Mm -hmm. um I think it was called I said what I said yep and having faith talk and he was just like you guys know that like, we're going to be judged for every idle word that we've said. And I was like, <gasps> like, I literally was like on the treadmill, like, oh, yikes. And he was like, yeah, he's like every idle word. He's like mm-hmm. the things that even you probably forgot you said, 
I like, had that same reaction. I remember exactly where I was. I was in the Dunkin' Donuts drive line. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like repenting. Like yeah. And <laughs> literally, literally since then, I'm like, I have to be very <laughs> intentional with my words. Like I have been like, do not say that. Even if you're thinking it, don't say it out loud. Don't you dare. Like, mm-hmm. I just have to like, it like really like shook me. Cause I was just like, I have to be intentional about what I say. Mm-hmm. And like, even when it comes to things like, like when I think I talked to, I told you this like last week or something where I was just like kind of being like, God, when am I going to get married? Why hasn't it happened yet? Kind of thing. Like even those things and like not allowing myself to get stuck in that kind of disappointment and just being like, oh, I'm never going to find anybody. Oh, I'm just not like I, even today I was getting, doing my groceries, being an adult. Okay. And I was putting my groceries in my car and I was on the phone with Allie, my sister, and I was driving back and I was like, when I get married, cause I was like, we're not going to complain. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, when I get married, I was like, I was like, I'm so glad my husband is just going to take my groceries out the car for me because mm-hmm. this is not it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I was just like, and I felt proud of myself in that moment. Cause I was just like, I could have just been like, Oh God, you need to hurry up and send me somebody because I don't want to do this. And I was mm-hmm. just like, no, we can change it. We can change the way that we say this, that right. we speak about this situation. Um, so I was just like, yeah, when I'm married, it's about to be lit because that man about to take these groceries out the car for me. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just thinking about how I gotta drive all the way to my apartment and then bring these back inside after I just put them in my car. And I was like, when I'm married, I don't have to do that. Right. <laughs> I don't have to do that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I've been like very intentional about my, my words and what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I really like that. I do. I think also um, complaining comes with um, a sense of entitlement. Like I, mm. well, God, I deserve X, Y, Z. And God's like, mm-hmm. no, you actually deserve not a single thing. You're, you're blessed and highly favored. None of that says like, you earned like this thing Mm -hmm. and I think righteousness attracts blessings to you but it's like by the grace of God that we have air in our lungs much less anything else um yeah so pastor Matt was saying um a couple weeks ago like it's okay it's okay to be um content like grateful with where you are but not happy about it too Mm -hmm. but there's like a posture that you have to have with like God I'm grateful for everything that you have but like I believe that there's more and yeah, I think that's that's a good um, position to take. It's also validating to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be like, this is fine, you know. Yeah. Like you know that meme, <laughs> like with the, the fire <laughs> yeah, and the, the dog. <laughs> yes, that has been my mood since literally 2020. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Right, it's burning all around me, but we're fine. Yeah, no, you don't have to do that. But also approaching things with the posture of gratitude that mm-hmm. goes a long way. I have um, a yes. Sorry, that just reminded me of a no, song. Um, so Maverick City released their Christmas album. If you haven't heard it. I have not listened to it yet. Um, yes, you and our people listening should take okay. a take a listen. And there's a song called Gratitude. And Natalie Grant is singing it with Brandon Lake. And there's a part where she's like encouraging the crowd. And she's like, they did a study, like a neuroscience study, like years ago or a few years ago where they were able to see that gratitude and anxiety cannot exist in the brain at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's 
crazy. <laughs> Max Lucado wrote a whole book on that. He says like grat- gratitude and anxiety can't share the same mm-hmm. heart space. It's a great book. It's called Anxious for Nothing. So mm. yeah. So just like you're talking about with gratitude, it's just like huh. just being thankful changes everything. Just changes mm-hmm. like your mindset. Right. And anxiety has a lot of adverse like health consequences as well. So mm-hmm. it's good to not, to not engage yeah. in that if you mm-hmm. can help it. And you can't always, but when you can. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. I'll have to, cause I know that song. I just haven't heard like that particular version of it. So I'll have to listen to it, but mm-hmm. I have, um, I have a bullet point list of my 2022 goals. Yes. If, share. If it's okay for me to read them. And some of these are Absolutely. a little, they're a little <clears throat> crazy faith. So, um, Hey man. So we're going to just listen to this back at the end of 2022 and Mm -hmm. do it. Okay. So the first one, the most important one is pray a lot and all the time. I think that's my goal for every year. Mm -hmm. Um, My second one is begin PhD program because I have applied it to a couple of doctorate schools. Well, doctorate programs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, praying that I will be able to get into the right one and that God will give me the way. Um, because I love research. I really do. I really love research. (laughs) So, um, and then on that note, pick a dissertation topic that's meaningful and fulfilling to me. Um, And then finish my romance novel. I love it. I'm super excited about it. I have five chapters left and I've like put that on my whiteboard to like peer pressure myself into finishing it. It's like, (laughs) you're almost done. Just finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, find an agent to publish my book traditionally at a big publishing company. Cause I decided that for this one, I think I want to actually like submit it to that mm-hmm. traditionally published of which I have no experience. So that'll be fun. <laughs> um, date intentionally, ideally the man I'm going to marry, but I'm open also to dating for the learning, I guess. I yeah. would not prefer that. I would like to speak. but if it must be then it will be um moving to a house because i want to move out with financially wise decisions so i will not be bankrupt Mm. moving yeah right um make a few new friends you know i have good friends but can't hurt to meet with people continue to advocate for immigrants and find resolutions to the problem the problems that cause immigration into the country in the first place um Travel legally, so I'm under DACA, so I cannot travel outside the country if I want to mm-hmm. come back in. Join a local fitness center, hallelujah. Continue <laughs> to go to therapy and get to the root of my panic responses to situational change. Learn to react mm. with peace and hope, because that has been coming up a lot for me. Okay. Change in my life, I'm always like, ah! And, <laughs> <laughs> and God is like, you need to relax. <laughs> yeah. You really need to relax. Uh, continue singing on the worship team and um, leading the 18 to 24 year old Bible study with Shiloh that has been amazing. I've loved it. My group is incredible. Go mm. on vacation for my birthday. I'm trying to go with Stephanie to like Orlando and you know, maybe go to Harry Potter World or whatever. <gasps> oh my God. You should come. We'll talk offline. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> travel locally and find cute bookshops. Read more books. Um, invest my time and talent into furthering the Rise Home, which is um, a nonprofit that I volunteer my time with a lot and I'm really mm-hmm. passionate about. And then my last two goals are laugh a lot, dream bigger. I love that. Thank you. I feel like those are like goals that can be accomplished for sure. I think so. I think there's an element of like, it's, I think there's an element of me 
working hard and then an, an element of like me trusting God to think yeah the way like there are like with the house thing I've definitely I was just talking to Shiloh about this today I'm really proud of myself because I am like on track to meeting the savings goal that I had set for myself and I have historically not been very great with budgeting because I love food and I will spend all my money on food if if I could but (laughs) no me but I don't need to. And so I think being able to set a budget and set goals and even like split my paycheck in my pay, my, um, the app that I log my hours and, um, I'm able to like set it so that like this much goes to savings and then the rest goes to checkings. I've been able to set like really reasonable savings goals. And today I was looking and I was like, I am very proud of myself. And I was talking to my parents and they were like, I'm proud of you. Like that was, you worked like really hard to be able to, yeah do this and I was like look at me like (laughs) adulting (laughs) so yeah all that to say like it it is like you know 20% hard work 80% God (laughs) so yeah yeah I think even just like what you said like working hard on your end and trusting God I feel like that's that's literally faith yep yeah there's rarely ever God being like this is going to happen for you without also him being like and do this Mm -hmm. like I want you to do this this is the vision for the future then you're like okay what do I do now and then he gives you something that's like seems really irrelevant (laughs) a lot of the time he's like and do this and it's funny because um for a bible study this week we were reading uh in Daniel like the second half of of chapter one when um daniel is like we're not going to eat the food given to us by the king right um Mm -hmm. and so he's like let us just eat vegetables and let us drink water because we don't know if the food that you're giving us is kosher and so the the chief of staff does that for them for 10 days and then they come out they're healthier they're stronger whatever so he's like okay cool so he takes away just the food in general and for three years they're just living on like vegetables and water like in in the palace and I was like oh my god their reward to passing the test was the same test longer that's Mm -hmm. crazy and Mm -hmm. that resonated really hard with me because I feel like a lot of the past two years has been that of like passing the test and God being like and keep going and I'm like (laughs) why like (laughs) no literally it feels like you know that one um track in Mario Kart I think it's it's called like Yoshi road or it's literally a circle and like you just Mm -hmm. keep going around like this (laughs) and that's what it makes me think of I'm like when is this going to end how many laps are we gonna do around this track no if I could say that like that's how I felt like probably since the pandemic started Mm -hmm. but mostly like the last six months (laughs) of this year I've just been like so are we done no we're still going are we no we're still going we're Mm -hmm. not done oh we're still going okay so when 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 (laughs) is this going to stop because please please so yeah but we press on we do yeah so what is your what are your like parting words of wisdom for the year 2021 going into 2022 that you want to leave with our listeners yeah, so we still have what twenty one days yeah, something like left in December. Um, I think like even with twenty one days left, it's like 
like God can still do something Mm -hmm. like doesn't mean like, oh, we're in December. It's the year's over. It's like, no, the year's technically not over till December 31st at at 11.59. So we are very much still able to see things that like we've been believing God for all year. Um, And that even though it's been hard, like for some of us, it's been very difficult and hard and like we feel like we're at our wit's end or whatever the case may be, whatever the situation might be like. I think I'm learning that even like we were talking about gratitude, just being like thankful mm-hmm. for like what I do have and just changing the way that I speak about my situation or how I see things like that has really helped me keep going. Like kind of like we were talking about just keep going. Like, yeah. Um, like the other day I was literally sitting in my car after the gym and I just was like, you know, God, before I ask you for anything, I'm just going to thank you. And I was like, I thank you that, you know, I have an apartment. Do I like my apartment? No, but I'm (laughs) glad that I like, I'm glad that I literally have a place to stay. Mm -hmm. Like I have a home. I have a car. I can take myself places. I'm healthy my body is working the way that it should be. Um, You know, like I've woken up every single day for the last 28 years. You know, I haven't had to spend any time in the hospital. I haven't gotten COVID Mm -hmm. literally since been out. Like, thank you, God. Like, yeah. So just like, I think just taking the time to be grateful for what we do have um, and just being hopeful for next year and, yeah, I don't know what where I'm going with this words of wisdom, but um, <laughs> yeah, good. I would just say like, I guess just like continue being grateful. And if you haven't started thanking God, just start thanking him now, like, mm-hmm. and just see how that changes, like your heart, but also like your mindset about things that like God can still do it even with 21 days left yeah. in the year. You just never know. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could literally be on New Year's Eve. Like God could do it. And, you know, he's not, he can't fail. Like it's literally impossible for God to fail. So. Right. Yeah. And even to echo that, like, I like what you said. It's not too late. Not only is it not too late for God to change your external circumstances, it's not too late for him to change your internal ones as Mm. well. So it's not too late. Like if the past two years have made you mean and cynical and cruel and like pessimistic, it's not too late to reignite hope and it's okay to hope again. And I I even would go so far as to say like hoping again doesn't mean you're not going to be disappointed again. You probably are. Right. Yeah. If you have hope in your life, like you're going to be disappointed at some point mm-hmm. because God sometimes will tell you something and then you assume that it's going to happen one way and it it's not that way. And then it's, yeah, it sucks, you know, but like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not about what he can do for us. It's really about who he is. And, and we have mm-hmm. hope in that and the fact that he has always been good. He will always be good. And it might not look good to us in the moment when it's happening. Yeah. But eventually it's going to turn around for our good. So I just um, I just want to leave you guys with that and be kind to each other, please. Like we mm. all just need to be kind and compassionate 
and have empathy for one another because these past two years have just been very, very strenuous, very mm-hmm. difficult, especially if you're in Gen Z. I was just reading an article about how Gen Z has been one of the most like emotionally impacted mm. by this pandemic because of how interrupted so many like important, crucial, foundational yeah. parts of life have been. Um, so like watch your idle words. Don't say things that are mean spirited about other people. Mm-hmm you know, keep it to yourself, mind your business. (laughs) And yeah, and I really believe that 2022 is going to be a year worth celebrating. I think 2021 is a year worth celebrating, even though there were so many hard parts, like, you know, just because there were sad and difficult parts doesn't mean it was a bad story. And doesn't mean it's the whole story. It's just like a piece of the story. So I'm looking forward to whatever it is that comes in our our future and the future of our podcast and the future of Mm -hmm. like school and work and whatever I feel very hopeful and you may need to recharge it you know because you once again you may be disappointed and that's okay Mm -hmm. so it's okay to feel disappointed but thank you guys so much for listening um check out the links in our our um, show notes to our individual you know websites support us if you're feeling loving in this season (laughs) Um, and we will be back in the new year, so try not to miss us too much. This has been AM and the PM, listening to Ariel. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Bye. guys. Love you so much.